Well, our scripture this morning um, is uh, from Luke chapter 18. Hear the word of the Lord. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Lord, we thank you for this time that we can come and and hear your word and consider how you might be using it for us this day. And we pray that by your spirit, our hearts and our minds would be open to receive something we weren't even expecting. And holy God, I pray that you would take these simple words of mine, that you would turn them from water to wine. Because God, I know that you take the simple things of this world and you can do miracles with them. So won't you do that even with these words today? In Jesus' name, amen. I've really enjoyed the last couple of weeks of just doing a lot of singing and, and um, you know, over in the, in the sanctuary, we've been singing out of the hymnal, <laughs> not, not necessarily the songs that we sing over here. And uh, one of the people that, uh, one of the authors um, who really was an author of poetry, but also wrote lyrics for hymns that you might have heard her name before. Her name is Fanny Crosby. And um, we have about seven of her hymns in our hymnal, but she is said to have written um, between eight and 9,000 hymns in her life. She lived to be about 94, um, but she lived back, uh, she died in 1915. So, you know, she lived a while ago. And, um, um, but Fanny wrote a lot of hymns, some that you may have heard of, like Safe in the Arms of Jesus or Rescue the Perishing, um, Blessed Assurance, that's one of hers, um, Savior More Than Life to Me, Near the Cross, To God Be the Glory. And she also wrote a hymn called Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. And there is something about that hymn that has always kind of struck me. I've always kind of had a soft spot for that hymn. And, you know, there's people do different versions of it. And so there's just a version that I just love. And so there's something about that hymn that's really special to me. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Fanny, um, she actually was blind. At six weeks old, she had caught a cold and it was, wasn't treated properly, and it resulted in her blindness for her life. But she spent her a, a lot of her years, um, she went to the New York Institute for the Blind. She lived in New York City, and, and then she taught there after she graduated. And, and in her life, um, 
she would go and and talk to groups of people and they would sing hymns and her goal she set this goal of winning a million people to Christ through her hymns so anytime she wrote a hymn she would pray over it she would pray as she was writing it that it would bring men and women to Christ and and she would even keep a record of the names of those who had who had received Christ in the time of sharing with her hymns. There, she would also spend a lot of her years at the city rescue missions. While she may not have been able to cook for them, she was always present, wanting to be able to help and listen and, and lead them to a place of hope in Christ. So anytime she was paid, she had like four published volumes of poems and, a, and an autobiography and all these hymns. Anytime she was paid, most of that money would be given to the rescue missions, to those who were in need. And Fanny, when she wrote this hymn, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior, it said that she had been at a prison in 1868. And after she had spoken and some of her hymns had been sung, she heard one of the prisoners cry out in a pleading voice, Good Lord, do not pass me by. And one of the writers that she was with said, Fanny, you need to write a hymn. You need to write something. And so she wrote, Pass me not, O gentle Savior as a result of that time. And I think that while, while we know that God is loving and gracious and God sees and knows, we all have times in our lives where we feel like God doesn't really see. God's not really paying attention because if God were paying attention, then I probably wouldn't be going through this or something like that. Right, that we we have these seasons in our lives and and we begin to think, God, do you even care? And we've we may have even gone through seasons in our lives where we felt like we didn't even deserve for God to see us, that there was nothing that that could justify God's grace in our lives. And that's a that's a hard place to be. It's a hard place to be. And that's where, that's where we find ourselves in our scripture this morning. You know, because this, this blind man, this beggar, he was in a place where he was in need. He was always in need. He was always asking people for help. Always. Always. Not only that, but he was told that he was not able, he was not permitted into the temple, right? Don't, don't come in here. You, you're not helpful, you're not useful. And, and you're blind. So you had to have done something wrong that God would cause you to be blind. And we can feel like sometimes we're in that place, right? That sometimes we're just, how is it that we find ourselves in, in this circumstance or this predicament or asking these questions or without these resources? How, God? How? And this weekend, we're starting, you know, our campaigns for, for the uh, Operation Christmas Child, for those shoe boxes. 
We've got our, our brown paper bags for the Thanksgiving groceries that we'll be giving for people. We're, we're gathering names for people right now. These names of families that are within our community who just happen to find themselves in this time, in this place, in need of just a little help. Who may be asking the very question, does anyone even see me? Does anyone recognize that I could use some help? God, do you even know? So there was that blind man. He was begging. He was begging in the place he always was. And, and he heard something. He heard a greater commotion than it was normal. And so he asked what was going on. Because Jesus was walking by. He was walking by. Jesus hadn't called a great gathering in the temple. He hadn't said, hey, I need everyone to come and be present so I can tell you what you need to do to change your life. So I can tell you how to fix your life. Jesus was just walking by. But there were some people who had seen what Jesus had been doing and, and had witnessed it and maybe even experienced it personally. And so there were a lot of people who were walking with Jesus. So it was causing a bit of a commotion. And this blind beggar is saying, hey, what's going on? And someone just yells out, Jesus of Nazareth is walking by. That, that beggar, that blind man, just like that. He yells out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people are like, oh, could you be quiet? Stop, hush. Just sit over there, do your begging where you're supposed to be so we don't have to worry about you. Don't bother Jesus. And he shouts even more, son of David, have mercy on me. And sure enough, Jesus heard him. Jesus heard his humble cry. And Jesus said, where, where is that man? Bring, bring that man to me that just cried out. So they brought the man over to Jesus. And Jesus stood standing in front of him, said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And his simple request was, I want to see. And Jesus said, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And just like that, his vision returns. And he praises God and he, and he follows Jesus. And the others around are praising God. Because right where he was, he cried out to God and, and, and he was heard. He made a request. He didn't just sit there and say, oh, okay, I'll be quiet. I, I know my place. No, your place is that you are a child of God. And, and your place is one that, that allows you, enables you, calls you to be, to be present with Jesus, to be able to, to say, Jesus, 
I need you to hear my cry. I need you to hear what I'm, what I'm in need of. I need you to hear what's going on with me. And I, and, and I need to be reminded that you see me. And I think that that's a place that we find ourselves. Listen, we may or may not find ourselves at this moment benefiting from some extra groceries. Maybe we do. Maybe not. But maybe, maybe we would um, really like, really like God to see and know that, that we're feeling really alone. Because whether you live by yourself or in a house full of people, there are times you can feel really alone. And maybe, maybe what, what you are crying out to God is, God, I don't understand what is happening. I need, I need you to just help me, God, understand what's happening right now with my health or with my family, or maybe your cry is that, that God would, would just somehow, somehow speak to your children and grandchildren, that they would know this love of Jesus and that they would love him in return. I don't know what your cry is, but I want you to, to hear that Jesus, he's right there waiting for you to come. And when he says, what do you want me to do for you? That you would speak it, not just whisper it and, and then think, oh, well, uh, I probably don't really deserve that. Or, or I've probably done something that's caused God to not want me to have but how about we pray and we trust and then we wait? Because, right, prayers don't always get answered immediately. As sight came to that blind man right then, it's not always in that moment. But in that moment, we can see the God who is faithful and we can see the God who is just and we can see the God who is true. We can see the God of healing. We can see the God of hope and love and grace and mercy. We can see the God of justice. We can see that that God is right there, has never changed, will never change. And so even if we find ourselves in prison, even if we find ourselves on the streets, even if we find ourselves without work, even if we find ourselves alone in a house full, even if we are feeling like Jesus is passing us by, like he's helping everyone else, but he's not paying attention to us. Just like the words of that hymn. When we will offer our humble cry to the Lord, we can recognize the throne of mercy before us. We can experience the sweet relief that comes from kneeling before our God. We find our unbelief even 
turning and changing to belief and hope. We find ourselves trusting in the one who we're seeking because he is the one who heals. He is the one who binds up the brokenhearted. He is the one who saves by his grace. He is the one who is our eternal comfort. He is the one who is more than life. He is the one in heaven and on earth. He is our God and he sees us and he knows us and he just wants that. He wants that time with us that we will not timidly, but assuredly declare who he is. Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me that we might see your goodness, that we might know your power, that we might experience your grace because you, God, because you, God, are the one true God worthy of all of our praise. So in a time where we're already being being asked to maybe give a little more or see the needs of others a bit more. Don't ever doubt that he sees you. He sees your needs and his mercy and his grace are there for you. Will you pray with me? God, even in those times where we feel like you don't see us, even in those moments where we feel like you are passing us by, gracious God, God, give us that hope. Give us that assurance. Give us your comfort and peace knowing that we can stand before you and declare, God, we need you. And we need, to, we need to know that you see us. Because God, whether we feel like we've done something to cause you to be upset with us, whether we feel like we're receiving some kind of punishment or... God, it, it just can come in all different ways in all seasons of our lives. But God, we have been made on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And that is that we would know your grace and that we would share that grace with others. Thank you, gracious God, for being the one who carries and leads us through. You are so good. And we love you, Jesus. Amen.